Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We are the Emo Social Club podcast, and this is the road to when we were young Woo-hoo. festival in Vegas. It's a long road. Hugh air horns. Beep, beep, pew. Wow. It's uh, that's in post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is an interview that we are we're setting it up as as like a pre, a little pre. Uh, it's to get you hype. Get you like hype. Yeah. Especially if you are going to When We Were Young Fest or you're having a lot of, you know, second thoughts and regrets Emotions. about not going yeah. to When We Were Young Fest. <laughs> uh, so this is our, our interview ahead of time with uh, AJ Popoff of Lit. Uh, this was just so cool. <laughs> like, this Lit's was so a, cool. This was really fun. <laughs> this was really chill. And we're really excited for you guys to learn about Lit Land. <laughs> Unofficially, officially. <laughs> I hate how many ideas we come up with on this podcast, and I'm really glad that at least that was his idea, so he can he can own that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we uh, we we obviously are going to be there when we were young. We're very excited to uh, to to have some interviews set up already. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast to hear our interviews from the festival, uh, and make sure you're also checking out our our other pods that we just released. We just re released our Max Bemis episode. Uh, as part of this road to when we were young uh, and, and, you know, check out our Riot Fest interviews that we just did too. If you want to hear a little bit about that from some of the bands that will also be there. <laughs> yeah. Like Bowling for Soup. We talked with them already. Guess what? They're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't feel like we needed to hit them up twice and <laughs> within a month and a half of each other. But listen, who knows? Honestly, these, Why not? These people are so nice that I'm like, they're so fantastic. Hang out. Friend of the pod, Tom from Plain White Tees will also be there. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to be seeing a lot of people that we know. Um, and if you would like to follow along with us in our journey and our <laughs> for exploration of the, the Las Vegas Strip for one single day, literally, we're flying out on Saturday morning and then flying out Sunday evening. It's, so it's literally like it's like a sitcom, Brian. We're going to be in our own little emo sitcom. Yes. Our little our own little lit land. Uh <laughs> Make sure you're following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Emo Social Club. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at X Emo Social Club X. Uh, we'll be posting some stories. We'll be posting some reels. We'll be posting some Tic Tacs. We'll be posting some twits. We'll be posting some, some twits? X's. I don't know. Post, post, <laughs> post your X. On the back of your hands. <laughs> X's. Yeah. 303 is not there. They're not there. Bad. But hey, hit us up. <laughs> All right. This isn't. Yeah, I mean, do, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can also, uh, if you're listening to this audio version, you can also watch the video version over on our YouTube channel, just Emo Social Club over on YouTube, uh, where we have all the videos uh, of, of us at Rye Fest, and we'll have video from when we were young as well. Uh, so, you know, tune in over there. And before we get into the episode, uh, this episode is brought to you by Broken Promises. Yeah, uh, we're really excited to have our first official collab with them um, uh, coming up against uh, When We Were Young Fest because they are also going to have a pop-up flash tattoo and piercing (laughs) bar in the festival, which is wild (laughs) to hear. It's cool. Uh, Yeah, they reached out because they are doing a collaboration with three bands the Offspring, Sum 41, and Pierce the Veil, all of whom are playing it when we were young. 
so you can go to their website, brokenpromises.com, in order to uh, check out the collab, pick up a piece for yourself. I'm sure they're going fast because they're pretty good pieces. Yeah, they, they sent it to us a little early, and I looked at at least the Sum 41 sweater. That I said, this goes hard as shit. Please. I also love Sum 41 <laughs> so much. Um, but May it's I? only limited. It's only limited online. So I'm pretty sure by the end of the weekend of when we are at Young Fest, it's going to go away. So don't biff. Make sure you go and order it. Yeah. Make sure to check it out. Brokenpromises.com. And uh, thank you to Broken Promises for sponsoring the pod and keeping us clothed and looking good. And, yeah. Uh, we're we're <laughs> hoping that we look good. I assume we would look pretty stylish. Honestly, we're honestly. usually pretty stylish. Honestly, also just Broken Promises is, is like. I'm also a customer. <laughs> I like yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I told Brian, I'm like, hey, guess what? And he's like, wait, what is this? He's like, oh, I know what this is. I like, I like <laughs> okay, like full disclosure, this is, anything that's happened to us because we're doing press for when we were young is blowing my mind because I still feel like we have ones of listeners out there. And uh, it's just funny that somebody reached out and they're like, hey, we wanted to do this thing with you. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? Why? And like now realizing like, oh, wait, like this is just awesome and cool and people who are cool want to work with us and that's rad and thank you to broken promises again yeah and thank you to our all of not just one but at least a few hundred we listeners have, out have, there we have tens of listeners yeah. and it's great listen we're we're doing all really good and yeah we're cool people <laughs> we love you all uh all right let's go ahead let's get into it this is our interview with aj popoff from the band lit uh when we have we have a few questions like we we I mean, Lit is a prolific band that's been around forever. So, like, feel free to talk about anything, and we'll just roll cool. and just chill. Yeah, and, we're very good conversationalists. I were to yeah. think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you guys rock, rocking your own show and everything. That's cool. I've always been wondering <laughs> if you like to host a show. Um, it's got to be a little weird. It's, I mean, it's it can different. be sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed people before, but yeah, it's it's completely different worlds. Like asking the questions versus answering them. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah. I will say coming from the radio world, when you ha are like the personality DJ, it's all your questions are like so straightforward because you only have like five minutes of airtime. Uh, For us, we can just be apps. We can be unhinged because we're yeah. independent. <laughs> yeah. And you can edit however you want. Right. I mean, you guys oh, do yeah. exactly. Cool. So we yeah, talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can say whatever. I don't have to bleep myself. And I could, no. Like, say whatever you want. Exactly. As much as you want. It's all my, there. My brother and I, um, Jeremy, our guitar player, we grew up on the radio. Our dad was a radio DJ, like the fir first half of our lives. So um, definitely get the whole radio thing. And we used to go, <laughs> when our parents split up, we would like, when our dad had us, we'd go to work, a lot of times go to work with them, which was Kiss FM, Los Angeles. And we would, mm -hmm. we were always just like hanging out in the radio station, watching him, you know, go through, we'd answer request lines. And that's when that was a thing. <laughs> they really said, hey, the children are here, put them to work. Instead of the, Paying a producer. <laughs> well, what was awesome about about having your dad on the radio was when he was like live, he couldn't really bother. You know, he couldn't really like <laughs> chase us. He was like stuck to the microphone and putting yeah. records on, and, and we were just like running amok in the building and getting jacked up <laughs> on on you know coffee in the lounge, and we had a blast. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Oh my god! I will still say recently too. I can still do that as a twenty eight year old. And just be jacked up on coffee and also run around and <laughs> yell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, not a lot's changed for us. Yeah. Uh, still running amok, drinking oh, way yeah. too much. Uh, I mean, that's where I got hooked on coffee was those days. And I was like, <laughs> the, the childhood, I'm yeah. like six years old, seven years old, and I'm just like 
pouring sugar, you know, until it tastes like candy. <laughs> yeah, to this day. You're I'm, like, don't worry. Yeah. I know how I take my coffee. Yeah. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, I still drink it a little bit sweet. But. Uh, what do you guys want to know? Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we have you introduce yourself and, and, and what you do in the band? I mean, we know, but just for the listener, <laughs> obviously, cool. like, uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about you and the band and, and yeah. Well, I'm AJ Popoff. I sing for the band Lit. Um, we, yeah, we're, uh, we're part of the When We Were Young Festival because we were, that was like an era of music that, uh, you know, it's so crazy to think when you look around at all the peers that came or came out the same time Lit did, um, we were different in some ways. Like we were, we kind of caught this MTV wave when we first came out. So we were very much a TRL MTV band and, um, you know, did a lot of stuff on television. So we kind of like branded ourselves in a weird way during that time, which was the only way we knew grew up on that stuff. So making, you know, crazy music videos and just having the time of our lives doing that, you know, and, and then, so that was, I think 25 years ago. I was going to say, like, when it's we been, finally, yeah, we finally yeah. got like, I guess, you know, the big break and sort of started getting airtime on the radio and getting TV time. But we were a band for about 10 years before that. So we, you know, it was like a 10 year overnight success. It was like, <laughs> finally, we got this shot. And then when it hit the radio, then it was like, all right, you guys go do it. Now and, it's forever. Yeah. And then it was like <laughs> this machine that was just overwhelming, but rad. And uh, yeah, it's been you know, same guys in the band. We, we lost our, our drummer, Big Al passed away. And it's, it's been a while now. It's crazy. I'm like, I don't even have a sense of the timeline, but it seems like yesterday and it feels like a lifetime ago, but the three of us, other guys, original guys just kept it going. And, um, we almost, we, we took a lot of time off. We almost weren't going to keep the band going. Cause it didn't feel right. We were in high school when we started the band. And, um, and then once we started putting the pieces back together and writing music again, it was, like the floodgates opened back up and we were just, you know, it was almost like we sort of had the nod from, from big Al above and, you know, kind of just going, you guys don't let me down. We worked too hard for this. Keep it going. <laughs> so we, you know, here we are. And it's just so crazy, man, to think, like I was saying, when we were young and you look at these bands, like, wait, we're not still young. What the hell? <laughs> Where did all those years go? Which is what everyone, you know, I guess anybody has years pass quickly as they do. It's, it's impossible not to look back on all these years and go, where wow that was fast you know yeah. Um, but yeah it's it's still a, a fun band to be in and we're still really stoked <laughs> to get on stage so like i think we're lucky yeah i remember uh like your your my own worst enemy played on our radio station q101 which is like oh, the yeah. alternative it's like sandwiched in between foo fighters and uh foo fighters and red hot chili peppers <laughs> and green day and blink and all these bands yeah and I remember thinking, like, in the in the 90s, early 2000s, I'm like, this is, like, a rock band, but I wouldn't necessarily throw them in, like, the pop-punk genre, even mm-hmm. though, you know, sort of at the same time as, like, Bowling for Soup and, and, and bands like that. And then now I'm like, it actually does make a lot of sense to have lit on this, like, giant pop-punk, punk-rock emo festival. And right. I'm like, it just makes a lot of sense now, I think. But did you ever, like, think of it as, like, we're doing a pop-punk band, we're doing green day we're doing blink any of that never um you know when we set out to start a rock band it literally was sorry i'm getting tangled in my in-ear monitor cord. Yeah. <laughs> it's too short um it, it was literally just not a, something we thought about we had a lot of influences a lot of favorite bands but um 
they were all across the board, literally from everything from Elvis Costello to, you know, Iron Maiden. And, um, you know, there was a lot of metal in there. There was um, like Cheap Trick. There was some hair bands in there from way back <laughs> when we first started. And, um, you know, Guns N' Roses and bands like that. And we just sort of, we just followed our instincts. Like I was tell, telling you about being, you know, our dad being on pop radio. We spent so much time around pop music that it really wasn't, I don't really think it was a genre at the time. It was looked at more as these are the most popular songs in the nation right now, the top 40 songs. And it ran the gamut from, you know, rock and roll to, you know, pop. You name it. It was just wasn't really like a, a niche genre. Um, so that being sort of embedded in us when we write songs, we're like, oh, let's, you know, that heavy riff sounds killer. Let's just run with that. And then we'd always... We always had this thing that I think no matter how heavy the riff gets or how punk rock it sounds or whatever, we were the melodies are kind of pop. And I guess that's where pop punk sort of came from. Is just mm-hmm. you know it's punk rock, drum beats and and distorted guitar, but then the melodies are very pop, melodic. You know people can sing along with them. Whereas punk rock kind of started out a little more like kind of sloppy and just <laughs> an attitude, which is which is rad. And I love that kind of punk rock too. And it's just. I just I love the evolution of music, and we've always let ourselves do that as a band, without pigeonholing ourselves. So we've played with everybody from, you know, Corn and Limp Biscuit and yeah. know, heavy bands <laughs> to, you know, Blink One Eighty Two and and some of the pop stuff, pop punk stuff. So we we hate to um, you know categorize anybody. We just we just love a festival like this that that can um, have so many different styles of music in one place because everyone. You know, I don't know about you, but I, when I go through my playlist, it's, it's everything from reggae music to, you know, Sepultura, and it's just everywhere. <laughs> so if I didn't get to do that, I mean, it's, if I would have went to a festival, I don't want to just hear, you know, do, 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 the whole yeah. thing. I, I do want to hear it break up a little bit. And so I think people are going to have a, have a great time at festivals like that. Yeah, I even would like... I was going to say, you guys have, like, also came up with a, late, a new album recently, and when I was looking at the collaborators you had... You had uh, also the uh, the bassist or drummer, I believe, from No Doubt, and then you also have American authors on there, which I feel yeah. like is such a little bit of a swif- switch up because they're right. much more like more poppy, and then we right. have No Doubt Legacy, <laughs> uh-huh. and then Lit. It was, yeah, it was actually Adrian, the drummer, who played on it. Um, mm. But yeah, totally. And, and those guys, we wrote uh, one of our songs, uh, "The Life That I Got," with um, those guys, American authors, and did it just how we're doing this right now is one of the few <laughs> like zoom rights that I actually enjoyed. And, and it was our first time meeting. We, we hadn't met in person yet. And we just, um, we just goofed around in our, and you know, I was in this room and, um, they were in their living rooms, wherever, and their studios, whatever. And we just, we wrote a really fun song, kind of a, a little bit throwback nostalgic about our come up and yeah, made the record and, and we did a little collab and those guys do their, what they do on it. And it's cool. Cause it's sort of buried, not buried, but the style that they're so known for is like mixed in with the lit sound. It sort of just became its own hybrid lit song. You know what I mean? Um, I'd love to have heard what they would have done with it on their own too. Are we ready to get spooky and also throw down in the pit? Of course you are. And you're going to be able to do that on Saturday, October 28th at Cobra Lounge with our besties Wolf Road and us doing the DJ after party. Other bands like Cut Your Losses, Ghoul for a Goblin, Luca, and so many more are going to be there to get you riled up and get you ready to monster mosh the night away. For more info, visit dice.fm and search monster mosh. 
The show is all ages until we get to the after party, then it's 21 plus, sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon. You think there's more like, uh, like compared to how it's been in the scene, compared to how like rock music has been, where it's not a lot of collaboration and it's it sort of feels like every rock band is like, no, we're the coolest and we're the best. You think like now it's become much more like we're collaborating and everybody like there's probably a bunch of people who grew up listening to Lit who are now musicians and they're like, holy shit, I would love to to work with you and like you know write a song and, and get on a Zoom yeah. call with you. And that's I think. Uh Technology was a, you know, has been a big part of that, and all the home studios. I think obviously the COVID shutdown, when everyone kind of had to do things remotely and out of home studios, and everyone started writing songs more like this. And at the time, everyone was like, when you first log on, you're like, all right, how are we going to do this? Like this is weird. <laughs> and the first few times, it was really weird, and and I still think it's weird. I don't. You know, I would rather be in a room with somebody and feed off that energy. But we figured out how to do it this way, and I think the whole collaborating with other artists. Well, for us, I think what, you know, I know everyone's doing it right now and, and it's killer. I think it's great. Hip hop artists have been doing it for, you know, forever. Um, but for us, it was, we really needed some other writers and some other peers to sort of help us steer it back to some of our roots. Cause we, my brother and I write the majority of our songs and we had started writing like a lot of country. We live in Nashville and we're writing some mm. like kind of more rock, but country-esque and just like having fun with that. And it just kept evolving. And, and we sort of like took that detour and just kept going with it. Just loving it. And I still love it. But we were like, man, this that's not really lit. And I didn't, we didn't feel right doing that with our bass player, not, you know, without his full stamp of approval. And it wasn't like his cup of tea. So we're like, why don't we, we still love where we came from. We still love everything rock. Let's, let's get with some of these guys that, sort of were part of that era as well. And we just, and, and a lot of you know, like American authors are much more new school, but um, it really helped us hone in on what we were trying to do. And we sort of got this nostalgic lit record, but like a very modern take, you know, take on it. And these guys like, oh, what would you, what would a lit song sound like if you wrote it today? And we would sort of like start there and we'd kind of bounce off each other and then we'd take it to the lit land. And <laughs> the lit land. Tastes like gold. Is, and that was like the, we're very, very happy with the outcome of it because we're like, this is exactly what we're trying to do. And, and it's very rare that you can kind of have like this, this goal, this mission, and it's what you think it's going to look like. And usually it's like, oh, wow, that's totally different. But this is exactly <laughs> what we set out to do. So pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. When we're at Litland on Saturday from when we were young, <laughs> yeah. are you going to announce it as such? And what has the general like audience reception from the album been so far? We've been, I mean, we've been playing like crazy. So we, we did like a proper tour um, back in the spring, beginning of summer. Um, we've been just flying out and just doing all kinds of stuff. But yeah, the new, it's always weird for a band. You never know how, how the um, fans are going to you know, take the new stuff. And um, a lot of times it's a lull in the set. You know, people are going to like, okay, this is cool, but let's get back to the songs we know. <laughs> uh, this was a very, you know, one of the rare occurrences where we were literally like, most of the new songs or actually all of the new, new songs were getting more reaction than a lot of the older stuff. Just, I think maybe a combination of, um, more layers, just a, just a different, fresher sound that kind of, you know, when you mix it in with the old favorites, it just kind of like, I don't know, for me, it's almost like, Oh, I'm going to go do a shot of espresso real quick. And it just kind of keeps you going and just throughout the record. And you know, like, I love, you know, people that loved old lit 
can listen to a new record and not feel like they're, you know, kind of like it's stale or dated. It just feels more like a fresh new version of us. Um, but they still, you know, I think most people that come and see us still want to hear, you know, obviously they want to hear my own worst enemy, but like miserable and, you know, some of the deeper cuts for, and, um, yeah, so we like, we, we still play everything from the old records that people love. And, um, but then we mix in a good, a good handful of new stuff. That's good. And it is, I mean, and it, it's sort of, uh, yeah, I've never called it lit land. But yeah, it's funny. That's it's it, time. We do have it's, our own little world. It's time. <laughs> We hear uh, if we hear you say "Welcome to Litland," we're going to be cheering from wherever we are in the crowd. There you go. <laughs> it, might, it might stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? I, at this point, everybody needs like a little uh, a little bit, you know, a little like thing to add to their set in that way that like yeah. know, makes it more like this is our this is our lit land. You know, this is our time. This is our our totally. space with you. And, right, and right. We're calling it like Litland, like the Kiss Army or one of those like yeah, yeah. Things, kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll try. I'm gonna have to note that down. I mean, yeah, you got to have a, a lit army, a lit, a, a lit <laughs> a I don't know what I call no, it. No, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't know what. I know. It's, it's, you got to be careful now. What, what can we call it and get away with it? I don't know. I was going to say lit mafia, and I'm like, that doesn't, no, no, that no, doesn't no. feel right either. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I remember, uh, and I would only say it that way because I, I remember like watching, like I, I think it was VH1, it might have been MTV, but I remember like you were being interviewed about like how much Vegas nostalgia you have in your in your music and in your style like at that time like back uh back during that and like now it's like oh cool well you're playing a Vegas festival so it is kind of litland like you're you're doing yeah. litland on a stage in Vegas we in always totally we and, and Vegas was I guess the biggest influence it had on us was more like we all loved one we all loved like swing music and jazz and and all that that big band era so the Rat Pack in Vegas, and actually our, you know, the record with with my almost enemy is called "A you know, Place in the Sun," which came from the Sands Casino sign, Sands, the Place in the Sun. Um, but like the style of the Rat Pack, the suits, the, you know, remember the, like the movie Swingers? Like mm -hmm. those guys were into that sort of thing too. I remember that movie came out. We're like, whoa, the movie's about us. Like it just felt like <laughs> we might not have been as cool, but like that's what we were after. Was like. How can we be a part of that? Like we, we wish we would have been, you know, around in those times. And so, like, let's let's take as much of that as we can and bring it into our world as our lit land, and <laughs> just sort of and just indulge more in because we drove old Cadillacs. You know, I had a '63, and my brother had a '61, and we just we lived in that world in that time period, and still to this day, I can't hear, but I put on jazz every day in my house, and like partly to calm the dogs down, but I just love that whole era our grandparents were you know big our grandfather was a jazz, jazz musician and um so yeah just having that around it's kind of comforting and at the same time it was over the top and it was you know our first <laughs> record tripping the light fantastic is what they used to say back in the day when that was like let's mm -hmm. go out let's go party let's go out dancing and drinking and whatever and um that's what we named that record so we just you know we liked we liked the party and we like to look nice doing it <laughs> that's so fair and valid honestly yeah, like you true. have to have the riz when you're up on stage to an extent and like when you're out like that as well and i think like really yeah. committing to it like brings it makes you feel an, better, an right? experience to a different level yeah it's, it's true what they say like when you when you you know you get dressed up you definitely feel better about yourself your energy levels are up and you're you know you're ready for a good time if you just kind of try and roll out uh yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> shower i'm just gonna i'll meet you guys there you'll show up you know just kind of 
you know, it's just, you don't have the same energy. So there's definitely something you said about, come on, do it right. It's just, true. Uh, I have, uh, I have many rules when I'm in a band with people and it's like only one guy can wear flannel because there's, <laughs> otherwise there's too much flannel, right? No hats. Program. I'm like, leave no baseball caps. I'm like, people yeah. want to see your face and they want to see what you look like. And it's like, yeah, dress up like you're, you're doing a show. Anybody could. Uh, roll up on the weekend and just like, all right, I will put on my finest flannel to play the show, and then I'm gonna go yeah. home afterwards. And it's like this is, this is a performance. This is right. supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a little bit like you're an entertainer, you know, okay. being entertaining. Yeah, sure. and I, I, I mean personally, I think the lit fashion from from that era is like 100% still in fashion and still like culture. It took a minute off. Like, uh, it took a minute off, and now it's back, and everyone's like, no, that actually is like good fashion i i I don't think you were ever like guy fieri right but you know like guy (laughs) fieri has like the button-ups and all that and it's like the fire and that (laughs) yeah but like if you can do something like that nowadays like you're still in fashion yeah (laughs) and it still looks good yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, come back around i laugh when i look back at old like videos like the woodstock video and stuff and i'm like i look Mm. at because we still wear you know I'll i'll wear some polyester and some slacks but that was a time when i I'd wear the slacks with like some pleats and they were worn kind of high. And I mm-hmm. look back and I'm like, wow, my pants were really baggy. I'm like, is, they weren't like a tailored thing. It was like just some of the colors too, just real bright colors. I'm like, well, I don't know that I can go back to that. I don't know that I could put those, like I've run across some of those old clothes. And I'm like, I put them on I'm like, oh, hell no. So I'm like, <laughs> You're like, what I'm is kind of like the grown up version of that, I guess now, or it's just like, I still want to kind of push it sometimes. But mm-hmm. I mean, what, that was 99 early that was 2000 whatever you gotta like you gotta let it move and evolve too but at the same time we were we were we were copping a style that was 1950s 1960s sure. so like you said some stuff just is meant to come back around i mean you're playing a giant music festival yeah, in vegas that's and big your music coming core. back around so it's all it's all coming back around eventually it does huh it's, it's so i'm so excited man there's just and, and i think uh jared from bowling pursuit was a buddy of ours but he was I heard his interview. He was talking about um, just uh, what was he saying? Uh, lost my train of thought. Dude, we all have ADD in music. It's <laughs> true. The Honestly, the best what? musicians do. <laughs> yeah, what was he saying? Jeez. Anyway, maybe he'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I, my mom always said if it was important. If it wasn't important, it, you have to forget <laughs> about it. But we meant to talk about it. It'll come back too. Yeah. Were you talking about our interview with him, or? I think it was. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Damn. We assume nobody listens to our podcast, so we're just <laughs> oh, okay. Really okay, it did come back. So he's, <laughs> I think he said something about the there were um, so many bands. It was like everybody was there that everyone thought at first it might have been a joke. Yeah. And that like there's just really like this many bands can't fit. You know, <laughs> there's just no way. There's no time for changeover. There's no like how are these? There's just I didn't think it was real. And then when it mm-hmm. happened, I was like damn like how do you pull off something like that so you know <laughs> a nod to uh everyone that's putting on this thing because they're pulling it off and it's that's a lot to take on yeah we went yeah. last year and up until like we left i had a bunch of other friends and just people on the internet they're like this is a fake fest i'm like it's ran by live nation i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not fake yeah <laughs> everyone wanted to think it yeah there's people just like to jump on a jump the gun in the bandwagon and just be like yeah it's fake and then they believe what they read and they just spread it. 
I like to call them the armchair music experts. Yeah. Because they were trying to explain to me the music industry. I'm like, that's so crazy. That's literally <laughs> not how it works, bestie. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. Right. I, we're still trying to figure out how it works. If they know, <laughs> please fill us in. You'll find it. You'll you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> we should be asking you. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we can it, help you. How it works? Yeah. It changes yeah. constantly, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean. I think it's a beautiful thing and uh I don't know. I mean it's just it's great that it's more it's great that all the the bands that I grew up with are still around and it's great that you know they're on the same shows with like newer bands that have popped off and are uh you know doing big things too. So I'm like it's just it's just very nice that it's like it feels like a very inclusive community, right? Like everybody wants to like work with each other and hang out yeah. and be friends and like put on a good show. It's like I don't totally. know that that sort of vibe to it is I don't know. That seems like it's still there. And that seems like what the music industry should be about. Right. I think that's one of the, one of the few things that I personally coming from a different way that you say how it works and how all our bands kind of came up when we did. Um, one of the gains I think now is that like, it's not so much every man for themselves and like this competitive, like kind of, kind of gross competitiveness. It's like, Oh, you, I want my band to be bigger than your band. And, and it was like, you know, a competition, especially like on the West Coast. Um, but I think in general, and now it is more like you want to see your peers succeed, you know, regardless of the genre. I see people do well and I'm, I get excited for them. I'm like, that's awesome. It's it's the music scene or business, whatever you want to call it. That's anytime anybody thrives, it's good for everybody, you know. So I like mm -hmm. to see that, you know, people are coming up with new ways to still be successful and to still get their music out. And a lot of these young new artists that are, you know, I always love bands that make music, you know, and live guitars and all that, but the guys that are pulling off these great records just in their, you know, programming stuff and like, but they sound amazing. Like, hell yeah, that's killer. I love it. <laughs> There's room for all of it. Yeah. Folks, it's back. The Chicago Reader nominations for Best in Chicago. It's happening again. 2023. This is our year. Best music podcast. We're going to number one. Yeah. No more of this third place or even second place. We have to be number one. Yes. And I've been told that we cannot eliminate the competition through any other method than just being voted into number one. Yeah. Usually that's kind of illegal. So we have to do it the good old fashioned way by votes and nominations. Yes. As a rule following podcast, uh, please follow these rules along with us. Uh, head to our social media. We're on Instagram at Emo Social Club. We're on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. You can find all of our information there of how to nominate us in Chicago Reader. Uh, all the links will be there for you. So please take a moment and nominate us if you enjoy the podcast or nominate us because you just hate other podcasts. Yeah, it's really a, up to like how much do you hate other music podcasts in the Chicagoland area for some really strange reason. Um, and or you like us pretty well. And just a reminder, when you are going to vote, it's not under the regular best podcast. It's under best music podcast. And that's under the music and lifestyle category on the Chicago Reader website. But don't worry. Just go to all the links that Brian mentioned to you earlier and you, you will see that broken down. It'll take you right there. We're making it as easy as possible for you. If there's two things I know that motivate people, it's spite and convenience. Correct. <laughs> and we're doing both. Uh, thank you to everybody for nominating us. Thank you to everybody who will be part of the voting process later. We appreciate you. And uh, Chicago Reader, best of. It's us. It's time. It's us. 2023, baby. Baby.
in other ways that you've been kind of continuing the music and things of that nature and kind of promoting your music as well. I saw that you guys also put out a podcast about the single My Own Worst Enemy, which I think is so cool and different to do like a big <laughs> deep dive on it. Um, so kind of how did that come to fruition? That was actually, that wasn't our idea. And that was typically we are, we kind of control in a, in, in not that we're closed off to other people's ideas, but like as a band, we've always sort of came up with our own video ideas and treatments and, you know, co-produced all our records. But this thing was like, it was just someone thought that with all the, that song is so weird. And so that, let me say, we're not necessarily how it sounds, but how it, you know, it's at all these hockey games and sporting events to this day. And like karaoke, like actually like it charting, it charts on the karaoke charts. And like, it's just such a weird <laughs> phenomenon like that. Like here we are 25 years later and that song gets played on the radio and, and on, and in these bars and stuff as much as it did in 99. Crazy. I like just, I mean, it, it's, and there's also the new things that it's doing now because nostalgically and then, you know, bands cover. But it's just some uh, producer, a podcast producer thought it would be cool to go deep into the making of that song and what what keeps a song around that long? What keeps it, what gives it legs like that? And was it, is it lyrical? Is it just that the time it came out, how the world was and people want to keep going back to that time and that place? and Or it's just, you know, catching lightning in the bottle and you're just getting really lucky with a song that got to break through and just happened to just have this like hook that worked. And, um, but yeah, I mean that the podcast interviews, everybody from program directors to other musicians, like, you know, guys from offspring and sugar Ray and, and people that were around when we were kind of just being blown away by wait, we're playing with you guys. And like, we, <laughs> we love you guys and, and, and then just watching us experience some of the things they got to go through in the beginning and they got a kick out of you know watching a band a young band have success and, and uh, so that kind of dives into all that and just how that song came about and it's pretty neat I think it's just my own worst enemy of the podcast and there's like I think it's four parts yeah it's, I think that's what it was I was like oh that's so different and interesting yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I know we there's like a bunch of other like dissect and a other mm-hmm. like music podcasts but those are only like here's one episode about yeah. this whole album or a couple songs so like to see it like for one specific song i think that's really different it goes a little deeper too it kind of goes into like our functionality as a band too then in the process of getting you know to the point where we wrote that song and then when it got sort of catapulted into the universe of music i guess <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean we're we're, we're lucky. We're, 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 we feel very blessed. I feel like, I mean, I've, I've, I've been saying this now for, for, you know, past 10 years. Like if I got struck by lightning and died tomorrow, I'd be, I think I reached where I, where I wanted to go. And I'm just, these are all just bonus years now. So I'm <laughs> very, very stoked, very stoked to get on stage. Like I said, we're just, I feel like when we get on stage, we're, is it 99 still? <laughs> it's just, the, the energy is just, maybe that's what keeps people forgetting how old they are true i will also say along with like karaoke and all that uh i'm in the cover band scene here in chicago and uh just played a, a wedding just did a cover band set is is mostly like a pop punk emo band and then at the very end of the wedding the one of the the, the best men was like play my own worst enemy by lit <laughs> and i'm like i mean we kind of have to end the set like the the 
<laughs> venue's closing. Everyone's trying to get out of here. Uh-huh. He's like, play my own worst enemy by lit. And we're like, we all know it, right? And the band's like, yeah. So we just played it. just for, <laughs> like awesome. last minute, And everyone's Love going that. off. I'm like, this song really is just timeless. And I think it, from my position right. as a, as a, as a, as both a person who has been covering it for years now, and um, I'm sorry for all the royalties I've stolen from you, but uh, and also somebody who just like really appreciates music, I'm like, this doesn't sound like it. It it sounds like it could have come out yesterday, and it sounds like it could have come out in the '90s, and it has this like very timeless sound, very timeless feel. The lyrics like still are there, the melody, the vocal parts, like all of it. It's sorry, it's just perfect, and it's like there. Yeah, I I I absolutely understand it. <laughs> It's such a it really such a simple song. We always let, we 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 trip out when people, you know, ask us about writing it. And we're like, we had no idea. It was like one of the easiest songs <laughs> we've written because it's just we don't really follow many rules, you know. We just like really no proper pre-chorus or br- bridge or anything like that. And the lyrics, a lot of things don't rhyme. We just kind of went with this this feeling we had and you know, wrote it in probably forty less than an hour, I think, which is like record time for us. And that's. <laughs> Usually the songs that go the the biggest, that get yeah. the most attention that everybody knows are the ones that were written in the shortest amount of time. Right? You, you got to like, and that's taught us a lot about, because we're over, we all are. Artists are just overthinkers and, you know, painters do the same thing. It's like, oh, just, just keep going. And a lot of times they ruin their painting or they ruin their mm-hmm. song a lot of times. And um, trying to teach ourselves to just don't overthink it. You don't have to outdo, you know, this song that you wrote that had like these really clever, crazy lyrics, you don't always have to do that. You just, it came out that way because it was, that was natural. I don't think we ever, you know, we never try and like write a song like one of our other songs because it's just, you just can't do it. It just comes off not authentic the next time around. True. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're, we're at 30 minutes, so I don't want to keep you too long. Um, oh, but I do want to give you a chance to, uh, to to toss out, you know, obviously when we were young, happening this weekend, uh, you've got also other dates to tour. So if you want to, like, promote, you know, other places you'll be and, and other places people can see if they're not coming to Vegas. I mean, it sucks. I shouldn't put my dates in front of me. I do know we are, <laughs> um, the, um, shoot, we're just, this week we're in on the West Coast. So on the 18th of October, we're going to be in San Diego, House of Blues. The 19th Anaheim House of Blues, and yeah, when we were young, is directly after that, and that's going to be out of control. I'm glad they added a second day, so we can just kind of do a little quick repeat. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then yeah, people can find all of our our, um, our dates at litband.com, and yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. Like actually, we have a pretty pretty badass announcement that's I can't talk about yet. I, I, I hate when people say <laughs> that, and I but I'm like as much as I want to say it right now, I can't. But we're gonna be we're starting a new record here, um, like in December, uh, with a with a legend, and it's gonna be so much fun. Hell yeah! Ooh, love to hear it. See, that's like it's a little tease, you know. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm itching. That's, like, that's how you get people to come to Litland. You bring them in. You're like, hey. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, for for the listener at home, make sure you're checking out Lit at When We Were Young or any tour dates that are coming to a town near you. Uh, stream the new album, uh, Tastes Like Gold. Stream My Own Worst yeah. Enemy because it still goes hard yeah. and you can still enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, uh, AJ, this has been, this is honestly really fantastic. It was really great. Uh, I'm glad we got to make this happen and thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. Yeah, Likewise. thank you, dude. No, pleasure talking to you. 
Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Uh, make sure you rate it five stars on whichever podcasting app you're listening to it on so that more people can find it and more people can uh, attend Litland and the Lit festivities. Honestly, I mean, come on, guys. You have to just put it in really quickly and then just go over to Apple Music and also leave like a written review, too. Yeah, That'd write out a few words. Sick. It'd be cool if you wrote words uh anywhere about us even if you said it's chill <laughs> all tens stars. of listeners can do it and we'll have tens of reviews <laughs> i will say so far on spotify we have five whole stars Hell which, yes. you know what with numbers and stats you know what i don't know stats okay so to me that's great i think we're doing fantastic <laughs> i think we're doing great and also with your five stars we need to remind you that uh we are a music podcast in chicago chicago reader has just announced nominations for Best in Chicago for 2023. Now, last year, we were the number one third-place music podcast yeah, in the uh, city of Chicago. Honestly, can you believe we got nominated and then we placed what should have been number one as number three? Yeah. So, so I, this I is think the we year. could do better. This is the year. Uh, nominations are open. Join us on our social media to find those links and and make sure that you're nominating us. Voting will be later. The nominations go through the beginning of November, so now is the time to get that in, uh, and then we'll see. You, we'll see when the voting commences, and uh, uh, all of our enemies will. Yeah, this is when this is when all of us at our feet. in the in the podcast and media and music industry who are in these like really niche topics, we're gonna be like, oh my god, yes, I support you, and be like. Like Spider-Man meme, like, don't yeah. worry, we're all against each other, but we all do, do still support each other, but we will be number one. I'm going to cut them all the fuck down. Damn. I'm cutting everybody down. Brian's going on a warpath. On notice. He there knows how be... it is now to have a little bit of, like, ooh, like, we're doing well, and then he's like, guess what? Yeah. Let's I, go. I will have success if I have to <laughs> slaughter innocents to get it. Wow. We really <laughs> escalated here. Okay, I didn't play. <laughs> Brian hit, tried to hit one of hold our. On, uh oh, wait, he trying again. No. no, he's biffing it so bad. Oh no, it's oh. Jover. What the hell, Brian? Embarrassing. Oh my God, yes. You got it. You made an attempt. Never mind. You don't fucking get it. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. We will return next week with another episode of the podcast after when we were young there's gonna there's a lot of chaos coming in the next like week so don't be shocked by or be shocked and you be should be shocked. by it by everything that we do drop uh we'll see wise. yeah we'll see who we get but there will be some some bands you know some bands that uh you'll probably know. still know yeah just a lot of people you'll know we'll just try to like grab people and be like hello Talk about your music. And then you know Tom Higgins will be like, I literally know you guys. He's going to be like, homies, what the fuck? Which is fair. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see you next week. Uh, from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Goodbye. When we were young. Oh, no. When you were young. Not a free vocal rendition from Brian. When you well, yeah. Right. Fast. You can hit stop recording at any time. <laughs> know, this is not on me. It's funny. I keep it at the end. Yeah. Well, hit the button though. <laughs>